Zoom, zoom, zoom. My supernova girl. But I watched the Disney Channel original movie, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Yeah. I don't remember Heard any of, of the songs. I remember watching Xenon back when it was on the in the day. But it's been a hot... That was like the winning song. <laughs> that was the winning song that the crunchy ramen hair guy sang at the end. Zoom, zoom, zoom. My supernova girl. Which you'll, of course, have to edit out because I'm sure it is. I don't know. Definitely like, if copyrighted. You, if, if you sing it without any sort of music, like if you're acapelling it, is that that's okay, right? Surely, I, think so. I don't know. Probably. I think well, the thing Disney, that makes, but it is also Xenon, girl of the 21st century. So it's like, I, I don't. There's think a bit of a difference. Particularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it has the greatest second movie name of all time, which is Xenon the sequel. Oh wow. Like, that's amazing more sequels should be that bold okay welcome everybody to what's up fandom uh, my name is josh i'm connor i'm meg and today we're going to be talking about fleabag both both seasons of fleabag so that'll be fun um i i know i i think connor and i may have like connor was this your first time watching it it was yeah, I had heard lots of things about it. Like all of my all of my old theater professors were raving about it when it had first come out. I was like it's probably worth seeing at some point. And I've heard I was I knew about the play, and I was like, oh, someone made a series out of it. Okay, cool. Uh, this this was my first time as well. Uh, what about you, Meg? Was this your this... first time watching Fleabag? You know what? It wasn't. Uh... Oh. My, this was probably my 10th. Uh, my roommate, Annie, introduced me to it, uh, I want to say 2019. Um, and I've watched it many, many, many times since then. I really like it. I like the pattern of the dialogue. Um, I think where they take the breaking the fourth wall is really fun. And uh, I, I, I get a good chuckle out of it even still. So yeah, I really like Fleabag. Um, before we kind of go into Fleabag, uh, anybody have any news for this week? All right, I'll go ahead and start it off. No. Uh, I should we should I should have gone over that beforehand. Be like, hey, if you guys have any news things, maybe bring those to the table. Um, but uh, Mamoru Hosoda's uh, newest film is going to be coming out in July of this year. Uh, right, or summer, summer of this year. Bell, yeah. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be celebrating uh, Studio Chizo's 10-year uh, anniversary? 15-year anniversary? Their wow. their anniversary? <laughs> uh, Meg, do you know about Mamoru Hosoda? I do not. Uh, he's the uh, director of uh, Summer Wars, uh, Boy and the Beast, Mirai, uh, oh, wolf children, yes. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, did they do. Did they do? Yeah, I love wolf, wolf children. children. Uh, not a. That one's a sad one for me. Uh, he also did like the original Digimon movie, so there's a plus for all the Digimon kids Digimon, out there. Digital monsters, Digimon are the champions. Uh, I love Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Girl Who Leapt Through Time is phenomenal. 
Um, so yeah, that, that comes out. Uh, so who knows when we'll actually get it in America. The turnaround for Japanese uh, films coming to America is usually seven and a half years. So maybe we'll get it by the time quarantine's over. Um, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then <laughs> I guess somebody, somebody did a, uh, they, they did a post and it was, uh, I, I thought it was really good. It was like, um, which is the best movie intro? Uh, and it had like the Lion King with the circle of life, Ooh. uh, two oh worlds, and two worlds, Prince- one family from, uh, Tarzan deliver us from Prince of Egypt, the bells of Notre Dame from the hunchback of Notre Dame and the uh, gospel truth from Hercules. So I want to know what uh, you guys think is the best intro song out of those out of those films. As I recall, the post could only list four openings, and it listed the four Disney openings. And then everyone rightfully said, "Hey, Prince of Egypt, deliver us!" And it was trending on Twitter because so many people said, "No, no, no this oh, one." Well, the picture yeah. that um, I have, the picture that I have has all five of them on it. Oh, then maybe I was incorrect. I mean, it may um, have only. Me, I mean, people may have only done Disney because, for whatever reason, when people say Disney films, they only. I mean, when people say animated, they only ever think Disney, and that's a terrible. Uh, for me, the hardest hitting one is Deliver Us. Yeah. Um, but Circle of Life, just for the sheer mass of crowds of animals, is just visually breathtaking. Uh, what about you, Connor? I would also go with Deliver Us, largely because that movie just has such a special place in my heart as a 90s child. Mm-hmm. Um, and But uh, Lion King, obviously, like, every second of that intro is so iconic that... Yeah, I went... Yeah. Uh, for, for, like, power and everything, I went with Deliver Us just because... It sets, like, they all do a really good job of setting a story, except really Two Worlds, One Family. Not really that great. Um, yeah. Uh, Certainly gospel- not the strongest the strongest song in that movie either. Oh, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, Circle of Life doesn't really... It's trashing the camp, right, Connor? <laughs> Circle of Life doesn't really I mean... t- tell us that much of a story. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just kind of like, oh, yeah... Mm-hmm. It's the circle of life. Yeah, and that's it. That's all we get. Uh, whereas Deliver Us, like, it's a we thematic get a, intro. Yeah, I mean, but with Deliver Us, we get like a full like, oh, here's everything that's going on. Uh, we're gonna get a little bit of backstory. We're gonna get some heartbreak. Uh, Gospel Truth kind of does that too. I mean, Gospel Truth is phenom. Uh, just because I mean, you get, you know, sassiness, and it's it's just great. Um, but yeah, I think Deliver Us, like of the f- of, of the five of them, I think Deliver Us uh, is the best. Uh, Bells of Notre Dame, I don't care because I didn't like The Hunchback. I thought that was a stupid movie. So, mm-hmm. um, The Prince of Egypt, first animated feature film to have a woman as one of the directors. Brenda Chapman uh, co-directing on that one. Wow. That's, that's, that's very cool. cool. Mm-hmm. So, so DreamWorks' first animated film is the first animated film with a female director. Uh, yes, although co-director. co-director although DreamWorks well. also was the first and so far only studio, I believe, to have 
a solo female director, and that was uh, Jennifer Yu Nelson on Kung Fu Panda 2. And in fact, Kung Fu Panda 2 was the highest grossing film ever directed by a woman uh, until Wonder Woman. Wow. Dang. I need to watch the rest of the Kung Fu Pandas. I know. I only saw the one. are great. I would say the story of two and three aren't as solid as the first one. Um, but there are some fight scenes and just some really incredible visuals, hmm. uh, especially in two. I think the villain in two um, is a really like technically it's an animation marvel. It's this white peacock, yeah, voiced by Gary Oldman. It's it's very uh-huh. fun and just oh, the lighting and the fight scenes in two are really beautiful. But yeah, emotionally, I think one has the most solid story. Nice. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and uh, any any more news? Anybody have anything else? I was supposed to have good personal news this week, but the person who's supposed to tell me had other stuff, so I have to wait till next week. So hopefully well, next good. week I'll have an update for everyone. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Um, it was actually hmm. supposed to be two weeks ago. I've been waiting a long time. Oh, boy. Uh, well, um... Oh, our, our Dungeons and Dragons episode went up the first the first one of the part three. Um, so to date this right. episode of when we're recording this, um, so yeah that that the first episode came out last week and it's been doing really well. Um, I'm waiting for fan art of uh, Pepperoni the guinea pig barbarian. So that that's a thing. So it's phenomenal. That's amazing. Yep. It's uh, it's great. Sam is perfect at that. Uh, KG is uh, KG Tang, uh, awesome. D- is Ka Ka, which is a great. He's just a big bird man whose name is Ka Ka, mm. uh, who is a bard. I love me a Kanku. Um, we've got uh, Ohm, which is his his wife Mary. Uh, that that is her character. We've got Pocket, who is uh. Pockets the Barbarian and like an elf barbarian, I believe. Uh, and then uh, Adam MacArthur as Token, the token human of the group who is a monk. So <laughs> it's everything that you need. Nice. Um, and it's really funny. Like, he, like he'll, it's because it's Adam's first time playing. So everything that they do, he, they're just like, oh, look at him. Look at the little human running up a tree. That's so cute. That's <laughs> what they do. You're doing um, great, honey. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, oh, look at him. Our, our little guy growing up. Um, yeah, so it's it's uh, pretty fun. Part two comes out this week. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, they're gonna have more animals that they adopt and then kill later on because they're terrible pet owners no. apparently. Well, they had two goats. They purchased two goats. Yeah, they purchased two goats uh, before they left town. And uh, they were letting the goats uh, watch guard. And uh, Adam's character was like, hmm, it's dark in here. Let's set this goat on fire so that that way it'll be able to tell, you know, if there's anything coming so it can see light. And yeah, so they set a goat on fire and then ate it. So yeah, so far they've had three animals or they've, uh, their net, positive one animal of the two animals that they've first acquired um and there are more that are coming i believe horses become involved wolves become i think they get a donkey at one point uh no they named one of the goats uh bartholomew because they thought it was 
they misheard and thought it was a donkey, but it was actually a goat. So they just decided to keep the name Bartholomew. If I had a nickel for every time, I'd... <laughs> it was a horse. It was a mule. Actually, it was a goat. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, real fast. Point of clarification on what I said about Brenda. She was the first female director from a major animation studio. I'm, of course, not discounting the independent feature done by Lottie Reininger in 1926, The Adventures of Prince Ahmed, which is like a beautiful paper cutout. And I think there are a couple other independent films. I believe the Care Bears movie had a female director. But major animation studio, it was DreamWorks. Thanks, DreamWorks. DreamWorks, doing the best since... They, the Prince of Egypt. Uh, I don't, what's great is there was just a pause. There was no audio. Yeah, yeah. What was, yeah it, was, it was a pause for the audio listeners. They're going to be like, I don't know what, what happened there. <laughs> You'll have to watch the video version on I'm, YouTube. Yeah. Wow. Seriously? There's a video version? Yeah, these are on video. <laughs> that's that's why we record this. Why do you- that's fun. I didn't know that. Oh yeah! Oh, that's by gonna the way, be exciting. I'm glad I wear. <laughs> I'm glad I wear makeup to these. There you go. Just, I mean, even if you don't, who cares? Uh, <laughs> we're in a we're in a very small resolution with webcams, and there's so much light anyway that it doesn't even matter. So, um, everyone's so washed out with you know the webcam everything that it yeah the it glow doesn't does the glow everyone's got a desk glow. Yeah, got a desk lamp shining directly at my five head. I mean, I've got I've got two lights. Uh, you can see it you in know. my glasses. Yeah, you have that cool little ring, the little rainbow. It's nice. That's why I have to stop wearing glasses, or else I right now it's too. it's yeah. It's a double rainbow. Now that I know that it's video, I'll probably just take my glasses off. Uh, well, yeah, what, it would what, be a full ring, but I've got my Cintiq monitor in front of me. I don't know what that means. I'm going to have to pick my cats up into frame. Oh, I just, the ring light is set behind my big tablet monitor that I used to draw Um, on, which is what I'm looking at your faces on. So that's why the reflections are ring light. But now that I know we're video, I'm going to have to pick up my cats and just put them in the frame more often. It's like a special bonus. Here's here's the thing. One of your cats is like always in frame. Not today for some reason. Oh, the, the one, the one time that, you know, you we you realize mm-hmm. we're recording the video. Cat's not in frame. Usually sits right up there. But he was the up there the other times. Yes, exactly. So you've I'm seen. Sure, I'm, I'm not the. I'm sure I'm not the first person to make this joke, but we should call them the podcasts. I here's the thing. Whenever I do um it's do amazing. like hashtag podcast, like I do hashtag podcasts so many times. Like we should just do a whole episode. So you might as well about cats. I mean, honestly, having a podcast is just like not bad. It's not a bad we should idea. Talk about cats, the movie. That would mean having to watch. Yeah, I'd have cats to watch movie. cats the movie. Fine, we should do what about cats the musical and just watch the film stage version. I mean, I'm fine with that. I'd we be willing video, to do that. We could wear video filters that make us look like cats. Oh, God. Yes, they have those. We've played with them before. We have. We have. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and go into our main topic, which is Fleabag. 
Uh, yeah. Season one and two. So first season came out in 2016, and then Amazon bought it, and then years later, uh, season two comes out. When did season two, 2019? Uh, April. Yeah, April 2019. Yeah, that's a it's it's a big gap of you know having something come out. Um, so. Connor and I hadn't seen it before. Um, Meg, you had seen it multiple times. So I'm going to go, let's start off with Meg. So Meg, what did, what do you like about this series? Um, I really like the specific brand of humor. Um, like it's very, it's very bleak, but, but like hearted are just really fun and like really memorable. Um, I always love, uh, I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So Killing Eve is another show that would be fun to cover. Um, I think we should definitely do Killing Eve. And I just, I really like the story. I like how the first season is pretty much a plane crash. And then the second season is her getting herself up and out of it. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just go next. Um, I was not a fan of the first season. Like, if you would have told me like in 2019 that they had made a second season of Fleabag, I would have been like, why? Like I was not a fan of that first season at all. Second season, however, I loved every second of it. Like I, I was, I don't know, maybe because like there was more of a story and like you could see like progression and there was a little Mm -hmm. bit more character progression. Um, So, I mean, I understand why we have to have the first season. Um, And I, I, I'm sure if I were to watch it again, um, maybe if a season three ever happens that I'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes a little bit more sense. So it, it's good that we have this, but I don't know, like that first season, I was just, it, it was not my cup of tea. Um, it's rough. Yeah. The humor, the humor is good. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it just, it just was not a, a, a series, like a, a season that I would have sought out. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, second season when Andrew Scott gets in there, I was just like, oh, yeah. beautiful. Oh, like yeah. I, like, he was great in Hannibal, and then he's in this, and I'm like, I mean, not Hannibal, Sherlock. Uh, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Sherlock. Cool. I was like, he was in Hannibal. <laughs> oh, that would have been crazy if he was in Hamilton. Uh, Ham- I don't know. He was in Ham- Hamilton, <laughs> Hannibal. He's in all kinds of stuff. You don't even know. <laughs> um, uh, but no, he, he was. What was Andrew in Scott in? Wrong answers only. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he was at Hugh Laurie in House. I'm um, so yeah, it, it that that was pretty fun uh, to see him, and yeah, I thought he brought a lot to the to the season. Um, and I don't know, like she, she's not a likable character in the first season. Like I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm, if you do walk out into those cars, that'd be sad, but yeah, um, kind of deserve it. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, a second season leaps and bounds for me. Uh, what about you, Connor? I I would say I'm somewhere between both the both of you. Um, I was not sold right away. Um, I I didn't quite. I often like stuff that kind of plays with the fourth wall, but I think there was just something about it that I didn't quite connect with with in this one. Um, but over the course of the first season it kind of, it grew on me um i think the moment when i realized that i liked the show 
was the the silent retreat episode which even then i have mixed feelings on that episode um but i think there are a number there are certain scenes in that episode that i was like this is really good i like what they're doing with this i do have to admit my first time through it like i was enjoying it and it was fun but it wasn't until in season two when andrew scott uh, recognizes the fourth wall breaking yes. yeah. and asks her what it is that sort of adds this new layer back into the first season that for me made it knowing that this was like some sort of active disassociation where when things get emotionally intense for Fleabag she turns to the camera to tell us instead of like being open with everyone around her mm-hmm. yeah I and do I like like that there, there is a he looked into the camera. And yeah, he like spikes the camera one time, like completely like turns around and I'm he's just like, well, I'm like, bro, that's like perfect. Pulls it, a, yeah, like pulls that was, a Jim Halpert. Exactly. Yeah. Like that was I like that part. And it does it does kind of uh, spoilers for Fleabag. It, it's been out for two years now. So yeah. <laughs> why? Um, but yeah, so Almost two years. When in quarantine years, you know that time doubled. 2020 is like a double year. So we'll count it as two years. All right. I'll, um, I'll allow it. Thank you. Thank you, Connor. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I that that was the thing that I did not like that, you know, he chose God. Because like all this time, I'm like, bro, be Anglican. It's mm. okay. Just leave Catholicism and just become an Anglican you can marry again it's all it's all good bro just you go from here to here and you'll be fine but he didn't do that and he chose God and I was like man but I think I think I I I kind of got I understood why he couldn't because everything else about his character everything apart from the fact that he's a Catholic priest is so chaotic and unstable the foxes that i think he needs the catholicism yeah hey what do you think the foxes are i was about to ask i have no idea (laughs) uh so i i haven't done like any reading or stuff on this but my theory are foxes are to the priest as the fourth wall is to flea bag um that whenever he's having doubts a fox will show up and scare him back onto the right road. And Mm. whenever he has full confidence in what he's doing, the foxes will leave him alone. Um, So in the last episode where Fleabag sort of says goodbye to the camera and walks on without us, she's a hundred percent content in like her choice and to move on with her life. But we see a fox is still following the father. So I don't think, I don't think he made the right choice. Mm. It was kind of like the right choice for him in that moment. Yeah. Um, but I think his story is continuing in a different way than Fleabag's is like, yeah. cause hers is sort of ending. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did, I did also like uh, uh, Claire coming back. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, other Claire, 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 not Claire, Claire, Claire. Oh, finish, F- finish Claire yeah. or sister F- Claire. Finish Claire. Um, I, I'm glad that they brought that back. Cause I mean, like they, they kind of, you know, they, they, they tease it at the party and everything and they're like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when, you know, they meet Claire again, I'm just like, yeah, go be with Claire, Claire. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, and I thought Jake was pretty funny too. Just like, tell her to leave him. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> He's definitely going to kill somebody. Yeah. 
Uh, one of the other things I really enjoy is just the A-list of incredible actors. Like, Holy cow. I mean, you've got Olivia Colman as, you know, bridging over from our Broadchurch discussion last time where she plays just the opposite end of the emotional spectrum in this. And her stuff is so subtle at the beginning because Fleabag is like, oh, she's terrible. She's yeah. horrible. And when you first meet her, she seems really nice, but like there's something behind those eyes. Oh, and she ends up being just awful. I was so sad that Fleabag's dad went through with the marriage actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, uh, I'm, uh, sorry, going back to Broadchurch, uh, her psychiatrist in the in, in the one episode where she gets the psychiatrist, it's actually the main victim from season three of Broadchurch. And I was like, oh yeah, I know you. Only because I when I like on Netflix, it pops Wait. that season three one. Why? Fiona Shaw? I don't think so. Yeah, right. That's her. She's Aunt Petunia. She's not the in season two. Wait, season two is the trial. And isn't season three the rape victim? Yeah. I can't remember. We only yeah, watched se- season, yeah, season oh, three. Yeah, season three is the rape victim. I don't think that's I don't think that's Fiona Shaw. Hold on. I got this. I'm well enough boy. Oh, it'd be easier to look up broad. You guys you guys vamp for a bit. You guys I'm talk doing about it. you guys talk about the uh, show, I'll find it. Okay, why it, do we think it was a why do so it says it's Julie Hesmond? I'm sorry, that was too many letters. It surprised me in her last name. Julie Hesmanhall oh. uh, plays Trish. Not familiar with her. No. But um, Fiona Shaw was working on Killing Eve, which I think is why hmm. she came on to Fleabag for an episode. Okay. She plays the... Uh, she basically plays the director who recruits uh, Sandra O's character to go after Fleabag. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eve. Right. Yeah. I was going to say one of the most like underrated characters in Fleabag I found was the bank guy. He was great. I was really sad that he moved on. Like he got a different job. I'm so glad that he did. Mm-hmm. Like, because so much of so much of this show is like people need needing to work on themselves and do what's necessary for that to happen, regardless of what it means, regardless of the effect it might have on other people's lives. Yeah. Um, and that's, that was just sort of a little bite. And like the, the scene at the very end of season one, where he's just like awkwardly like leaves and then grabs his things from his car and then comes back and sits down. It was so sweet. Yeah. And like their again, their their conversation at the at the silent retreat episode was very was just very good. Yeah. And and you're right, Meg. I, I messed up, but they looked rather similar with short hair. Okay. We're in the all face. Human. In the face. <laughs> I'm sure I've also misspoke on things already too. So we're all in this together. People uh-huh. make mistakes. Uh-huh. That's why they put rubbers on the end of pencils. There you go. So you can shove them up guinea pigs, right, if ever, kids? If every pork chop were perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> what a long and complex password. 
I mean, it would be very difficult to guess, oh, yeah. but still. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I just connected Fleabag to Steven Universe. Wow. Something I really loved is, so in that conversation with the uh, banker at the end of the first season, Fleabag talks about how she is so worried that once she doesn't have sex, she won't have anything to offer anyone and she might as well die. And then that leads into one of my favorite conversations from season two, where she's talking with the best woman in business uh, who talks to Fleabag about how, guess what? Life after you don't have sex anymore can be really wonderful and really freeing. And sort of, I felt the conversation with the bank manager sort of like helped Fleabag be really pleased with her present. And then the discussion with the only name my brain is giving me is Fiona because of what we just did. But with the best woman in business, uh, it made her hopeful for the future in a way I don't think Fleabag has been before that moment. Belinda. Mm. Belinda. Belinda. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there was part of me that was like, I kind of hope that Belinda is priest's mom. What? There, there was part of me. Only be okay. like the the only connection there was like his mom was a lesbian and I was like I wonder that would just be a funny like twist just being like oh yeah I met this really nice lady and it turns out to be his mom uh, I thought I, only because I thought that would have been funny the way that stepmom collected people oh, just because they had so unique bad. things about them and it was like so clear and I just oh the wedding scene at the end where she's She's like, oh, look, here's my friend. She's a surrogate. And then immediately zings Fleabag about, here's my daughter who's had a miscarriage. Like, it's so yeah. it really went. It's so they cool. They went full on the miscarriage this yeah. season. Like, they were just like, she was like bringing it up like every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. They really went all out with like, if you weren't clear before, this is the worst person. Yeah. This is like I, Cruella. <laughs> yeah. I, except it's more like a kind Ella because she pretends to be nice all the time. Um, I think the season two premiere is my favorite episode and it's the the dinner party scene where Fleabag yes. hasn't seen her family in a year, um, which, you know, has the moment with her sister who actually does have the miscarriage during dinner uh, and the way that like this moment sort of brings them back together, even though they still disagree and they're still fighting. And the but, episode, yeah. they did the thing where the episode starts with like the last chronological point of mm-hmm. the story. And then like the rest of the episode is how you get up to that point. Yeah. I love it when they do that in, in movies. Mm-hmm. And it's just so satisfying to get to that point of like, oh, that's how we got here. Just when, when Phoebe Waller-Bridge looks up, you know, her face is just covered in blood. And then she just looks right into the camera and goes, this is a love story. I'm like, yeah. yes, season yeah. two. Um, also, uh, just like um, the shot where she like hands the towel off and the camera just like shifts down to the waitress. It's such effective storytelling. It, uh, mm-hmm. Plus, I, yeah. love the, I love the jumpsuit she's wearing in that oh, episode. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we, we also get a lot of, of good scenes with her and her dad this season, yeah. which like she's like, my dad hates me, you know, doesn't know how to you and blah, 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 blah. And it's like you see that he doesn't really like they yeah. have a lot of really good one on one conversations when it's just the two of them alone. Um, and I, I, I like those. I like those episodes, like the, the, those scenes. Um, it was really good uh, season. 
season one, uh, there were scenes, I guess, that were good. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of forget that season. Okay, so here's how bad it was. So I watched all of season one on Monday, like okay. right after we talked about it. I didn't watch season two because I was dreading it until last night. That's when I watched season two. I was just because I was like, oh, man, I guess I should watch it. I don't really want it. Like, there was part of me that was like, I didn't like the first season. So maybe I just come in saying that I didn't like the first season and like don't. But then I was like, oh, it's only six episodes. It's like two and a half hours. I'll just do it. And I'm glad I did because I, I really liked uh, season two. I thought it was very well done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Season one, not my fave. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the one of the things in season one that really got me all the way in is when she is at the feminist lecture with her sister. Mm. So I come from a family of all sisters. And there's a moment where Fleabag starts to take off her coat and Claire just looks at her. And then Fleabag puts her coat back on and tells us, I'm wearing the top that she lost. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, this is how sisters are. Uh, There have been times where I have hidden certain pairs of shoes or certain dresses that I have because they're not my shoes. They're my sisters. (laughs) Never had to do that. Never had to hit my clothes. I look good in them. (laughs) They're fun. No, I I love you, all my sisters. I've definitely never taken anything from your closets without asking. I've never had to hide my clothes from my sisters, but my sisters had to hide <laughs> their clothes from me because I would definitely wear them. I don't have any siblings. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like watching, you know, like that, like having sisters, I'm sure is definitely, you know, a, a good part in this. But yeah, like there, there were definitely some parts I did like. It was like, would what would you do? Would you do whatever for like a hundred, like a ten thousand dollars? And they're both like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Would you give up five years of your life to have the perfect body? And they like, both raise yeah. their hands instantly. Okay, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose <laughs> you the question: Would you give up five years of your life to have the perfect body? No. I would like a little more strongly worded contract before i agree to that yeah okay we'll let you go through the terms and conditions but like uh would would you be open to the idea i i would but i would also like to set the terms of what i think the perfect body is yeah yeah no so it's gonna be it's gonna be your perfect body so i would you you will be it's the perfect body in your head i would say yes actually Hmm. which would make me a bad feminist question mark uh, but I think all the work I would have to put into achieving the perfect body would probably shave five years off anyway. I think, here's the thing. There's part of me that's like, in wish scenarios, you don't have to do that. It's just, you wake up and it's boom, done. I've just, I've read too many stories about wishes gone wrong. I'm always like paranoid about just accepting Oh yeah, wish. no, there's bad things that go with like <laughs> the wishes. I mean. But uh, I probably would have raised my hand in that lecture. So bag Claire, you're not alone. <laughs> Did she not have like a real name? No. Uh, it's very interesting. Fleabag? Some characters have names and some don't. So you have Fleabag. Claire and Martin have names. Her dad, stepmother, father. Jake has a name. Boo has a name. Um, but no, Fleabag is just called Fleabag, which... 
they make a funny meta joke about it at the wedding where the stepmom doesn't know her husband to be's name. Yeah. She's trying to introduce him to some of her collected people. And she's, he's like, this is my very interesting friend who's a Somali refugee. And this is. I just call you dear. I just or call whatever. you darling. I'm yeah. so sorry. I think the wedding episode is so satisfying though. It's, it's a good episode. Um, oh man. I and I, I did like the uh, the funeral episode too, which you get a funeral oh, yeah. and and a wedding episode this season. I did like you look great, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> just like I thought that was hilarious. And even the dad was just like, "Oh, you look great." And it was just like, I know. I love when she's freaking out to Boo, and Boo yeah. was like, "We'll just take off some of your makeup." And Fleabag's like, "I'm not <laughs> wearing any makeup." He's like, "I've been trying to do. I mess with my hair, and it's doing this perfect thing." And just like, look. <laughs> I thought that was great. Like, it, there were a lot of funny moments. Um, there were, the, there were, there were definitely you know little funny moments in season one that I laughed at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, season two for me, uh, much. Yeah, much season one is fun. like so much more about sex than season two that yeah. sometimes makes it not fun. Um, but I think the way that they do the actual sex scenes are very fun and very different from what you usually get because it's usually. They're doing the action of it. We don't see anything salacious. And Fleabag's just talking to the camera the whole time mm-hmm. because she's not emotionally engaging in anything she's doing. Um, but the uh, the different boyfriends. Oh, my gosh. This is another one. Um, the man with the teeth. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he is only credited as bus rodent. Oh, oh that's no. so mean. He's uh, not even a bad guy. He's not. I love when, when he asks her about why did you break up with your last boyfriend? She's like, oh, he was really supportive and my family loved me and he cleaned the house all the time. And he thinks that she's joking, but that's like, she probably got bored of that and everything. And so when he tells her, he's like, I'll be sure to treat you like a naughty little bitch. She gets really excited. He's like, oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And then she yeah. gets disappointed because- Season one, she doesn't have really like a good relationship with anything. Is the is the guy that she's with uh, through most of uh, the first mm-hmm. season? Is he just credited as did me up the ass? Because that would be hilarious. Uh he what was it? His name is funny, and I'm trying to remember what it is. Yeah, he is known as asshole guy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is nice. Like I, I just yeah, I, I'm I pulled up. And it's I'm like looking through things. There's this one who's just a hot misogynist. That's, that's the a, the that's lawyer. A good one. When Martin screams at her, "You better start sleeping with a lawyer!" And she goes, "I am sleeping with a lawyer." <laughs> He's like, "Lucky lawyer!" Oh my gosh, I hate Martin. That actor does he's, such a good job. I hate the him worst so much in the best way. Oh, when he's like, "I can't wait to see how you make this night all about you," and then when clearly this everyone believes this really tragic thing has happened to Fleabag. He's like, she caught her spotlight. And I'm like, shut up, man. Yeah. Uh, I also, yeah, he's the worst. I also uh, love at the dinner where everyone thinks that Claire is a lawyer. Yeah. And, and Fleabag even tells the camera, like, she's a lawyer. And then she's like, oh, um, I'm in finance. And they're like, you're a, you're a lawyer. And she's like, I went to business school. <laughs> I work with lawyers. I'm not a lawyer. Oh, man. Claire's uh, great. Like, when she didn't Claire's take the job great. in Finland at the end of the first season, I was like, I'm done with this show. I was very upset. 
Um, and then it's like, oh no, she went. She did go to Finland. I'm like, well, because you good. can't leave your weird stepson and broken sister and run off to Finland. This is Jake. He says things like, "Where's Claire?" and "Where's Claire?" Like I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, "Bravo, that was great." So the oboe song he plays at the wedding. Um, oh yeah, it is actually a song from Oliver the Musical called "Where Is Love." Where is love? But the priest is like, he's playing a piece entitled, Where's Claire? Where's Claire? <laughs> it's so great. I like like when he <laughs> like when he shows up at the at the wedding and he looks at Felipe, he's like, Where's Claire? And she's like, right there. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> it's like it's just I don't know. Uh, I don't know. My humor is weird. Like I thought that those bits were freaking hilarious. Tell her to leave him <laughs> gonna kill someone one day oh it's so good um, uh what did you think of fleabag dropping the champagne glasses i was like should have done more shouldn't have cleaned it up should have left yeah when she cleaned it up i was like mm, no don't clean it up just be like and she's like don't drop it and she just drops the platter instead i was like great call would have done the same yeah she should have just walked out yeah mm-hmm. Um, especially when her dad walks out on her like when at the end of uh, that when she goes and they're like by the car and then like he's like oh there's my beyond whatever girlfriend and just leaves her and i was just like oh um so there's a year gap between season one and season two where she hasn't seen her family at all and she's been working really hard on getting her life together and i love the the moment where her sister's talking about what it means to be an adult. And she's like, you're not an adult. You know, it doesn't mean you're an adult because you put pine nuts on your salad and Fleabag <laughs> looks to the camera and she's like, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Like those bits I thought were great. Like whenever she like breaks the fourth wall, just for like randomness, I, th- I thought those were great. I loved um, the going back to the, to the, the conversation with bus rodent mm-hmm. um, with, where he asks why they broke up <laughs> and then it goes to a scene of her jacking off to Barack Obama <laughs> I mean like it's you like, do this is, this is such a specific thing we've all been there have what we she... <laughs> what was he talking about Iraq <laughs> um, apparently Obama has seen the show and tweeted positively about it that's good Mm. that's good (laughs) it does seem like the kind of show that obama would watch do you get credit for being in that i don't think so because it would be because that's a uh um like Like a cameo or or or, i mean i guess that would be like public record i think if it's something that's like you know public I, i don't think you can i think you can get away with it um what did you think about the saga of the stolen statue? When it came, uh, when she gave it back, I was like, that's good. And then when her stepmom said the thing, I was like, it's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that was good. I like how yeah. Claire gives it to her at the in season one. I was like, yeah, good job, Claire. And then Claire did something terrible. And I was like, bad Claire. Bad Claire. Both, like every time, like she would give it back and I'd be like, okay, yeah, nice. And then every time it would reveal that she either took it back or never actually gave it, I'd be like, 
yeah, nice. <laughs> In I, both cases, I'm like, good, good decision. Yeah. I did like when she gives it as the award. And then <laughs> when, when she goes to see Belinda, like chases her, like follows her, like super creepy. Uh, and it was like, I, I, it's, it's a long story. And like Belinda's like, mm, and then just cuts to the bar. And it's like, oh, really? That's, that's a hilarious story. I'm just like, that's a good cut. That's a good, that, that's how you utilize a good cut. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I love that saga. It was a, it was a phenomenal saga. I wish you would have heard, seen more about the cat that gets out. Yeah. That got away. Yeah. She let us. She's very expensive. Shut up, stepmom. Um, real quick, here... real quick. The painting in season two. What the hell? <laughs> like that oh my was gosh. so mean. <laughs> like it's like just a uh, fist this way. Uh, like to turn your side, keep turning, and perfect. <laughs> I was like, I just thought that she hated both of the daughters like equally, and I was like, oh no, this is. Yeah, no, this no. is it's just flea bag, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's I mean, obviously because Fleabag is a problem child. Um, but her dad talks about how much Fleabag is like their mother. And I think the stepmother absolutely knows that, yeah. that she's betrayed her friend by going after her husband and like dividing him from her daughters that way. So is it fleabag? then like shortened to like fb and then like fb and is that where we get phoebe is that no uh that's the writer's name right but maybe i mean i just think that would be that this is phoebe and it's just like boobs because phoebe and phoebe Mm. um that's digging way too much into it really makes it that that nobody cares about (laughs) that's what that is Um, all right. So, um, any any more um, nuggets of, of conversation that you want to want to bring to Fleabag? I oh, you go first, Connor. I wanted to. T- so we talked about the foxes, and we talked about kind of what the foxes might mean. I wonder if y'all have any thoughts as to why a fox? Because they're rampant in in the. N- United Kingdom. Yeah, I think they're very much a fairy tale creature. Yeah. That's still around today. Okay. Yeah, because I was I was thinking about it like while while we were talking about it. I'm like, well, like what what are foxes usually associated with? Well, they're usually this sort of like trickster character. It's Um, Loki. Exactly. But I didn't really know where else to go from there. Well, uh, I, I went with uh, they were trying to make I don't know. This is this is too this is deep. I'm making this off up right now. Um, art is subjective. So uh, because um, you know we have uh, the wonderful like uh, he he is a priest, and so if Satan is like a uh, roaring lion, like following after you to make sure you don't do anything, you can't really have lions in central london so what's one thing that they're rampant foxes foxes all over the place foxes in the countryside so satan is the fox following the priest around ready to go rawr and get you keep him on his toes because it's okay i guess i don't know that's terrible i literally just made that up i uh i hold with 
again, still the idea that, that the foxes are like chasing him down when he's trying to make the wrong decision. Hmm. Because when Fleabag surprises him, he goes, oh, I thought you were a fox. And I'm like, maybe in a way she is. Hmm. And that's the first time that he starts doing the like, what are you doing that? What do you do that type of when they're drinking yeah. in, the, in the outside I did like at the end of that episode, like they both see it. They're like, ah, mm -hmm. and that's just when the episode ends. Uh, that was good. Uh, something I also think is really interesting is the camera work really changes when he's afraid of the fox. Like mm -hmm. um, it'll, it'll back away and be more of a shaky cam. I don't know if they, I don't think they swap the lenses out, but there's just something that's really different about those shots because so much of the, of the camera work is, pretty much dictated by the the camera language that Fleabag is like bringing to this whole experience she's showing us uh, that when we're in his little, whatever his little personal dysfunction is uh, that the camera language is slightly different. Hmm. <gasps> slightly along with that. I love when the paintings drop off the wall. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The first one where she's like, oh, I don't believe in God. And then the painting falls off. And he's like, oh, love it when he does that. And then later when they're making out in the church mm -hmm. and the big painting of Jesus. Boom. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Anything else? Anybody, anything else anybody wants to bring? I want to talk a little bit about the music. So yeah. uh, season one has this pretty chaotic jazz sound. Um. And then season two has these like really heavy QDA wow. Latin chant themes and stuff. Uh, and I wanted to ask your thoughts on that before I share some cool tidbits about the, the making of. Uh. I Here's the thing. Uh, and you guys will learn about me. I'm terrible with scores. Um, I won't pay attention to it. Like it's one of it's like I'm a story guy, so I, I just watch the stories and the characters. I rarely hear or pay any sort of attention to the uh, to the soundtrack. Um, I did like whenever you know it was there was a mention of a priest or anything like that. There was oh, I, I did like that in season two, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell you anything more about that. The only time I really noticed that stuff is when it like doesn't fit. Like that, that's the mm. time where it's like, uh, like in Klaus, I thought the, the music in Klaus was good because it didn't notice it. And then they just randomly put a pop song at the end, like towards yeah. the end. And I was like, this is not, why would you, why would you do this? Yeah. See, I don't mind a pop song in the credits of an animated exactly. film. Go for it. But I, I agree with you that I feel that song in Klaus was a little, didn't fit the rest of the, the series. Yeah. What was even, the pop even, song they used in the trailer? Was it the same one that was in the movie? No, it was different. It was a different one. Um, but yeah, like they do it in Wolf Walkers too. Um, <laughs> they put a they put a poppy song from Aurora in there, but it actually fits with the theme of the of the of the movie that's going on. I don't really particularly think it's great in there because it's just a random pop song. Um, but I mean, put it at the end, it would have been phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was, that was okay. But yeah, like, I'm sorry. That was just a big, long tangent of, I don't really pay attention to the music. So music I'm, I'm not, the, I... I'm not the best person. To okay. So that. here's, yeah, here's a fun deep dive into the 
background of the music of Fleabag. And the composer for the show is Phoebe Waller-Bridge's sister, Isabel Waller-Bridge. And, you know, season one, we've got that weird jazz. Like, there's not even a theme song. There's, like, two seconds of just chaotic jazz music for the title card. Well, there's there's the, like, sort of punk rock song that plays at at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the really fun stuff in, and there's a lot of fun stuff you can look at about the writing for season one, but season two, that one particular choral piece that shows up over and over and over uh, is a, a spin on the, the Kyrie, which is like a, a praise sort of music, but they've changed some of the lyrics. And the first time we hear it, it's kids singing it. But as her relationship with the priest gets heavier and heavier, it changes to an adult choir. Um and uh, playing underneath the main lyrics of the Kyrie are just the Latin words for cock and ass and vagina just over and over and over. Wow. Um, That's hilarious. And, and they, uh, there's another bit of Latin that they added in that just basically means we arrive. And so the choir is singing, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Um, <laughs> Because this song is really about the forbidden sexual desires that the priest and Fleabag have for each other. And the first time you hear it with just the the younger chorus singing it is when she's Googling what is celibacy. Um, And from that point on, it gets more and more serious and more and more dirty over the course Mm -hmm. of the season. That is hilarious. That's perfect. Oh, man. All right. Um, uh, Sound good? Everyone happy with with everything we did today yeah okay so uh now comes to uh our our wonderful um new rating system i think for i think for rating system we can do like three categories we can do like a stream a rent or a buy so like stream it would be like i wouldn't pay for it i already have netflix or prime Mm -hmm. so like i'll stream it uh, rent would be it's not available in anything, but you would still rent the series or purchase the entire series. Um, so what would you give it, uh, Connor? I would rent the first season and buy the second season. Uh, I would just stream the first season and buy the second season, yeah. Uh, I would buy them both because yeah. I, I think they're two pieces that go together. Yeah. And Phoebe... Phoebe, if you were serious in that one, I'm assuming she's going to watch our podcast. Obviously. Oh, obviously, yes. Um, I know you don't have immediate plans to do a season three, but if you were serious about 20 years from now doing a season about Fleabag when she's 50 years old, I'm desperate for it. I would love that so much. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Just be like 20 years after people be like, oh yeah, that was a show I watched. Remember when you were like three years between the seasons? Is bleh. yeah. She she mentioned because there's no intention to do a season three, um, right. just because she felt the story ended in a great spot. She's like, yeah, if I think of something special to do with it, like what's Fleabag like when she's fifty, I'd watch that. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so I also watched something. This actually, I watched two things this week. Um, I watched. Um, the outcasts i think that's what it's called 
It's on Prime as well. It's got Richard Hammond from Top Gear and oh. uh, the guy from Mythbusters. I don't know. Uh, which one? Tori Bel- Beluxi? Tori. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, I was, I was, they just go with Tori. So like, uh, it it was them, and it's supposed to be. It's if you click on it on Prime, it says it's unscripted. It is very scripted, like oh no, too scripted. I think if they would have just gone and done like the Top Gear or um, what are they? What do they also call it? The, what's the Amazon version of it? Grand Tour. Grand Tour. If they would have Grand Toured of it and be like, all right, um, you guys are stuck on this island. Here's a bunch of stuff try and get off the island. I think it would have been better than they were shipwrecked on an island and they have to try and get back. And it's been like a year and a half since they've been back and they have, they've been lost. Are people still looking for them? Who knows? I thought that was a bit much. Like if they just would have done it as the premise of, all right, they put us on this thing. I know cars. He knows how to make stuff go boom. And we're going to be on this thing together and we're going to try and escape. I think it would have been a better show. It's scummy. Because, like, there's this whole thing where, like, they're being interrogated by these, like, police, and, like, after they've escaped. So it's them telling the story how they escaped ev- off the island. And I was like, no, just don't do that. Just don't have that at all. There only needs to be two people on this show, and that's it. Because, like, yeah. we know that there's a camera crew there. You don't have to not pretend that there's not a camera crew. Because then, you know, when the camera crew does something funny, like something breaks and you're like, ah, look at the camera crew. They've broken something. <laughs> then it's funny. Like if there, there's parts when they're, they create a steamboat and are out on the water, would have been funny if there was like, oh, the, uh, the filming boat broke down. So they ran out of gas. So ha- they have to wait for somebody to go. We're just going to keep going by film boat. Like stuff like that. What happens in like, you know, the Grand Tour, Top Gear, like when like, you know one of their you know other vehicles the guide vehicles get stuck in mud or something and they're like oh we gotta leave them um but my peugeot is totally fine (laughs) you know stuff like that uh don't i mean stream it if you want i mean the stuff in it is funny uh the story element not so much um and then i watched sweet home which is uh it's a a k-drama now on netflix uh based on a webtoon from available on webtoon uh it's these people that live in this uh, apartment building and uh crazy thing happens and people turn into monsters like it takes like there's this infection but what it does is it takes like your darkest desire and it turns your desire and that's what turns you into a monster so uh, okay yeah so like, this one person they wanted to be really fast and uh, like they're they're a you know professional runner, and their desire was you know they just wanted to be run and be the fastest. So when that person turns into a monster, they are like this super quick monster, like the Flash, basically. Um, Scary. Another one wants to be like the strongest, so he you know ends up being this big bulky monster guy who just goes around saying like muscles, bench press, and protein because Mm. that's what he. So he eats other people because they're protein. And Yikes. bro, gotta get swole. So protein, yeah. So it's it's this whole thing, and I want you guys. I want us to do an episode on it because uh, I think it's like ten, eight or ten episodes. Um, it really. What's good, it called? Uh, Sweet Home. Sweet okay. Home. 
So which, I, it's in my Netflix suggested because I just finished The Guest, which is another K drama horror story that we're gonna be doing. Yes. See, my thing is like, I've read the webtoon first because like the webtoon ended June of last year. Uh, so I read the webtoon first and then watched the series. I want you guys to do the opposite. I want you guys to watch the series and then read the webtoon. Okay. Because it is very different. Like very, very different. And like enough to where they set it up for a second season. And I'm just kind of like interesting. Very, very interesting. So yeah, it's it's different. It's weird. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I, I say I think that that should be one that we do because I think that would be a fun episode, and may, we may have somebody else on for that as well. Nice. Okay. Uh, what about you guys? Did you guys watch anything? Anything good? So I have several pieces of media that are crack open in case of an emotional emergency. And I was sick this week. So I pulled out this K-drama that I had seen when it aired in 2016 and bought the DVDs for, but haven't watched since. Was it uh, And it's called Moon Lovers. And it's, oh. no, uh, it's called, well, it has a couple titles. It's Moon Lovers and Scarlet Heart Rio. Um, basically a girl from modern day gets sent back in time to Goryeo era Korea. Um, and there's a royal family with 15 different princes and half of them fall in love with her and it's fun and goofy except about every four episodes when it becomes deeply tragic oh boy that's the okay so real quick that's the one where a bunch of the princes die yeah and baekhyun's one of the baekhyun from exo is one of the yes! princes yeah and he mm -hmm. dies very tragically he watches very his tragic. wife he had like his wife dies and then he dies oh yeah oh wow yeah. um but it's you. It's fun because it was one of the first K-dramas I watched and it's fun going back to it and being like, I know that actor. I know that actor. I know that actor now. Uh, it's very cute and also deeply sad and, listen, spoilers for it, but the ending is deeply tragic. However, there was a huge buzz when it came out because there was photographic proof that they filmed two endings, a happy one and a sad one, and they aired the sad one. That's hilarious. And I'm like, that's just rude, actually. I like it when they do that. Did did they not have like the happy one in the uh like in like the DVD extras? No, it was oh. just pictures pictures of on set that leaked. That's that's mm -hmm. hilarious to do that though. That's like that's like some Star Wars level stuff. It's like, yeah, we filmed like multiple endings and just didn't do yeah. it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I said Star Wars, I meant Star Trek. Because like mm -hmm. that's what they did in Insurrection. They killed like mm -hmm. every single person and they were like Let's kill Brent Spiner off. And that's the one they chose. <laughs> he doesn't look like an immortal android anymore. <laughs> no. Sorry, Brent. Speaking of immortal androids, uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. I love the fact that, like, so many people, like, predicted the format that the newest episode was going to have. And then it still and happened, and we were all like, <gasps> there's nothing wrong with it. Like it's it's the it's the genre of tell of like comedy TV that it would make sense to do next. Mm -hmm. And I love that like anyone who knew the comics knew the twist that for future watchers this is coming at the end of episode seven of Wandavision, 
anyone who read the comics knew the twist that was coming at the end of episode seven and it still happened and everyone was like (gasps) i knew that there was from i i knew that there was gonna be this twist Mm -hmm. from a video essay who knew about the guy knew about Uh uh-huh the stuff the stuff (laughs) um and so i when when it came up i was like oh so they did pull this okay nice love it i love the way they did it it was did they do the office because that would have been funny they did do the office okay it's like modern family yeah it's the the mockumentary series that's good okay i'm cool with that um I only got those those first two episodes, and then I yeah. didn't. Was, yeah. All of the bits with Vision are hilarious. Just sitting on the director's chair, he's like, "What? Why am I doing this? <laughs> Why am I here?" <laughs> Taking the little like the the, the mic off, off of his, his super stuff. suit. Yeah. Oh man. I say super suit, but that's literally just what he's made of. His body, yeah, super body. He's, he's nude. Um. <laughs> So I guess we're doing Sonic next week. We're going to go yeah, fast. We're doing Sonic. Got to move fast. Mm. Um, so uh, there, there's and, the Sonic movie you can watch. And feel free to watch any other Sonic content that is out there. Um, you can watch Sonic X, which has the best intro for any Sonic film or Sonic series ever. I'm going to watch the rest of Sonic Boom. Because I was I watched it a while ago, like half of the first season, and really enjoyed it. Is that Bandana Sonic? Uh, yes. Okay. The Which game was awful, but yeah, the show is hilarious. Bandana Sonic is the one that everyone hates the most for some reason. Well, it's an awkward design. I think, I think if if they had done like a different design of the characters but kept the the same script, it would have it would have been a fan favorite. Uh, I'll, I'll see if we can get uh, the, the, We won't get her this week, but. We'll try. We'll see if we can get Colleen O'Shaughnessy on to talk about right. Sanic. That would be fun. And I'll see if I can dig up those uh, Sonic fan fictions I've read. Oh, yes. That, that We should just do a whole episode on Dramatic fictions. reading. Dramatic reading. Of, like Everybody pick a fanfic <laughs> and we'll all read we're gonna an need insert from we would need some fics. caveats for what kind of fan fiction nope, we nope. can find no Here's, no like you go on archive of our own and you click all those little things you're like all of them whichever one. Oh man i would love to do a dramatic reading of at least the first chapter of my immortal um oh, lord which is an infamous harry potter lord of the rings star wars crossover fanfic like you do starring ebony darkness dementia ravenway <laughs> Um, and then also my favorite Lord of the Rings fanfic of all time, which is Legolas by Laura, which from context clues, I believe was written by a 10 year old. Um, and if you want to know about the kind of parties I went to in college, it was the kind of parties where I would do dramatic readings of this Lord of the Rings fan fiction. And it was a huge hit. So Hell yeah. what we should do. So <laughs> that's what we should do for Patreon exclusive stuff. Yeah. So whatever we do, whatever episode for whatever it is that we do, we will then do a Patreon. So like for Sonic, we'll just say we start it next week. We we get we go to archive and we click we get one from each of the categories. So one from all of them. And we read however much from each one. 
And then <laughs> it's just like we hit all the ratings and just, we just do one from each thing. And there you go. You read the first chapter and it's like, if you want to get more, here it is. You know, I think that would be hilarious. So yeah, so when we do Lord of the Rings, we could do a Lord of the Rings where it's like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, do a flea. I'm sure there's flea bag. Oh, I'm sure there's flea bag. Yeah. It's just all 50 shades. Um, that's all it is. 50 fleas of gray or something. Mm. 50 bags of fleas. 50 bags. <laughs> that's a 50 lot bags of fleas. This is good. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that would be that would be fun to do. Because then you can get away with it on Patreon. Yeah. Because the show's PG-13, which we push the boundaries of this episode with all of the talk we that was did. in Fleabag. That's why I changed it to did me up the ass instead of what she says. Mm. Yeah. Try, tried to keep it PG-13. Definitely um, amended some quotes. Yeah. yeah it's This uh, is for you, listeners. Yeah, we do it for you because we care. Your fragile um, ears. Now, uh, once we have the Patreon, go visit that because that's a yeah. that's the Wild West. Get ready what for the on Patreon stays on Patreon. Exactly, you can join our OnlyFans. And... No, oh, you God. can't. We oh. don't have one. That's why. No, here's thank the, you. No, no. Here's the thing: we could have an OnlyFans. We I don't, don't have one. No, but I mean, we can have a podcast one where it's just the same stuff that we would put on Patreon. No. OnlyFans has this negative connotation because yes, of it some, does. because of some of the people that are on there. Because but most, I, mean, Josh, I don't think so. OnlyFans has a negative connotation, and so I can't have one. <laughs> Fair. We'll have a Patreon, or we'll get the next thing. What's the next version of Patreon? Oh, TikTok. Wait for the for the fandom. T- <laughs> Oh man, I I would love if we have like a greatest hits. Uh, we just do a TikTok of like the best minute of each of our. I've been wanting to do one of those, but I'm super lazy and have never done one. Like, <laughs> oh, there's a, fine. like there's a lot of good, you know, bits. Like there was a there was an episode where I described the plot of Brave in less than a minute. I think I did it wow. in like forty seconds, Ooh. and it was pretty spot on. I like the episode about Broadchurch where they talk about neckties for a long time. And the TikTok is just me going, what's the tie that works like this? <laughs> Which one is the double Windsor? <laughs> what, what's great is like, I can do that for the pot, like for like for our social media posts. Yeah. I, that's what I've been doing. I found the little mm-hmm. app where you can like clip like up to a minute. And so like, I've just been finding like random clips. I'm going to find the tie clip for the broad church episode where just a minute of that, where we just talk about ties and tie clips and tie, and clips. tie pins and tie pins and tied pins. We're oh, not anti ties no. here. We are mm. pro ties. I mean, but we're not pro tie tires. What? At least I'm not I, a pro tie. tire. Yeah, I'm a pro tie tire. I think Connor's a pro tie. Connor, you pro tie tire. Uh, uh. Con's a pro tie tire. <laughs> Come on, man, are you pro tie tire? I gotta think about the pros and cons of being a pro tie tire. Well, the pros of the pro pro. <laughs> Listen, if you're tired of being a pro tie tire, then maybe you should just retire. Retire from being a pro. Ah, oh, dang, I lost it. <laughs> it got too much. There were too many T's. Well, tire from being a pro tie tire. 
Well, to be fair, to the sun. Uh, uh, in, sorry, sorry, you said uh, to be fair. Uh, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> Uh, people in TV shows get a bunch of takes to practice it, and we're just doing this off the cuff. We're doing it live. We're like Bill O'Reilly. We're doing it live. We should start doing these live. We should. One day we will. And one day we'll do Twitch lives, and you can play games with us. When are we going to play Dragon Prince? Uh, Oh, shoot. I have to look through the rules with that. That is an insane game. The rules are ridiculous. I'll send them to you. Um, it's it's actually not ridiculous. There's just way more stuff than D and D. So like, interesting. If you it, you you're gonna have like thirty dice. Like I'm just gonna warn you now. Oh, right, you have 30 like six, thirty dice. Thirty d six. Which I'm just gonna dig through my bag of D and D dice sets and pull out all my d sixes. So I'll have like this multicolored. So yeah. so listening to the uh, the episodes that we've. Uh, been doing because like that's what I do at work now I just listen to podcast episodes um, and so I was listening to this one again just to make sure that the quality was good um, which I do every episode to make sure that the quality is good um, so listening to those I forgot how much fun that was and I want to continue that so I think we may at least be continuing maybe we do a new D&D show cause with like Sam and maybe Adam sometimes and KG and them um, and, and you guys, that would be fun where we just D&D it. Mm. D&D it. D&D it. <laughs> I was thinking of calling it like low rolls. D&D it. Like call them like, like welcome to the low rollers because we're rolling <laughs> low, you know? Um, Where we only get to use D12, but the stats remain the same. <laughs> Welcome oh, to that would be terrible. <laughs> That'd be well, really scary. Welcome to Crit Fail. <laughs> well, because like I was trying to think of stuff that like is not on like iTunes or Spotify, because it's like, well, you can't call it the same thing because then you know it brings up all kinds of this. Mm. Um, like the the original name for this show was not going to be What's Up Fandom. I had better names, but they were all taken, and I was very upset. Mm. Um, so yeah, that there's that. Um, so yeah, we may be doing more Dungeons and Dragons. And for the Dragon Prince stuff, I need to actually email them and see if we can do something something with them. Like mm. maybe because like right now we only have it's the test material stuff that they gave us. So we only have X amount of like characters that we can use. I'm ho- I'm wanting to see if I can get with you know the TDP people to see if they can actually send me the character creator like bit so we can actually create our own characters for it instead of just using the playtest characters. Dibs on being the dragon prince. <laughs> Shoot, I was gonna call the you dragon wanna prince. You want to be Zim? You want to be like this big? You just want to yeah, be I want to like, be the itty bitty dragon, but like have lots of potential. Yeah, you have lots of potential. Um, let's see, your HP is four. Um, <laughs> Amazing. AC is negative four, so don't trip. Like. <laughs> uh yeah that yeah we're working i'm I'm working on it it's it's gonna be this you know i'm gonna work on that this week we're gonna see about you know what we need to do with them it will see it will probably make it easier to teach us the game if we've already had some time to read the rules ourselves yeah i'll I'll send it to you guys um so you can you can check it out and view it it's not uh it's it's pretty cool i went ahead and And read it too so yeah yeah and on the subject of like doing our own, like a new D&D thing, I could send you the details of my own homebrew world. 
but yeah, I've created this world that's basically like, think like, uh, like bossing say, but it's like split into eight slices. Um, so like a trivial of, pursuit wheel. Yeah. And, and there is like this, this sort of super secret like hub in the middle, like a donut hole of secrets. Um, and then each of the slices has its own, is sort of like its own city state. Whole bunch of secrets. Yeah. And uh, each like, div each district has like its own distinct aesthetic to it. So are there nine districts? Technically, yes. District nine. Are there ten? No. <laughs> okay. I was like, because secretly the whole city is itself also a bigger district from the puppet government in charge. Is there a dis is there a district twelve? No. Where this cool there's nine districts. Like, there can't be twelve no? districts. Uh. There can't be a district twelve. Was there a district thirteen? Did there used to be thirteen districts, but then one of them we don't no. talk about anymore? The there is one failed district that is now like it's basically the city of Calgary, but it's a western ghost town. <laughs> like, like, the western ghost town, Calgary. <laughs> yeah, it's Calgary, but everyone's dead. Oh, so like what? So like it's Ottawa? <laughs> I don't No, that's just everything in the Nunavut. Like if it's I the Nunavut, everything's oh, just no. metaphors. I don't stop trying. What? No one lives in the Nunavut? Who lives People there? People live in Nunavut. Really? Name 5. I don't know because uh, I've see, never yeah, been you don't there. know. You never you I don't, don't know. know. They don't live there. Specifically, there are definitely like, people living there. I had no someone in college who was dead convinced that there was no Ohio. <laughs> and they're like, do you know anyone who's ever been? Exist. I'm like, I've been. No, you haven't. You just think you have. I'm like, I've been to Ohio. <laughs> That's my favorite joke in Letterkenny. When, uh, uh, what's sister's name? uh katie katie uh when katie's like there are kids starving in africa and daryl's like name five like i think that is the best joke i've ever so i use it for everything now so it's like like that it's like there are people living in the nude who's like name five and you're just like i don't know it's like it works so well with everything There's, we have you watched up. have you watched dairy girls i love dairy girls we should do an episode on dairy girls There's when he was gonna leave and they all thought he left at the end of the oh, and then he comes and, back. And, like, and I was like, "I'm a dairy girl." Uh, but there's the episode where Claire's going on hunger strike for Kamal. <laughs> Kamal, he's he's only weak and he's starving. Connor, have you watched Dairy Girls? No, you should oh, watch the Dairy accents Girls. Accents are incredible. They're northern, all they're all Northern Ireland and some yeah. oh, it's fantastic. a bunch of teen girls uh, who are living during the Troubles in the nineties in Northern Ireland. And it's, okay, it's good. It's very funny. I will nice. say I do ship uh, James and Orla just because I mean like that's I like OTP that. right there. <laughs> Listen, I just don't fancy you that way. I don't fancy you that way either. I mean, Aaron, look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, okay. fun times. We should wrap this up because we should uh, wrap this up. Yeah, it's good late. We've uh, talked about not flea bag for 
a while. A third of the time. Almost, almost yeah. exactly as long as we were talking about Fleabag. <laughs> That's mm, almost. I, I, think, I think you're giving we're it a getting there. credit. Um, we're only right. getting closer. We are. Yes, this is true. Um, all right. So uh, where can everybody's finds you guys? Go. <laughs> Oh, well, you're listed second when we introduce ourselves, oh, I shoot. figure. You're right. Okay, well, uh, I'm on Twitter as at Connor.Teason, as well as at TallLankyGuy96. I'm on YouTube as TallLankyGuy, and Twitch as the same, and Instagram as TallLankyGuy96. Nice. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram as Third Child Art. That's all spelled out one word. You can find it in the description below. And you can catch me every other Wednesdays with the crew of Typecast RPG playing a Star Trek Adventures game. I play the Klingon Doctor. It's very fun. Um, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC. All of our episodes are available iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, and our video episodes on YouTube. <laughs> Which uh, is a surprise to me. <laughs> and I'm on it. <laughs> Uh, and you can also go to our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Find this. Uh, we'll get the Patreon sometime. It'll happen. Don't worry. I'm sure. Um, not an OnlyFans. Not an OnlyFans, <laughs> apparently. I don't know why. Um, you can have your own OnlyFans, but I don't want I one. will. It'll be my OnlyFans and there'll be none. <laughs> like, can you have negative fans? Because I feel like that would be like my only. Uh, unfortunately, that uh, website only provides for fans. So you uh, only, only positive fans. Only fans. Fans only. Fans. <laughs> fans yeah, only. They, uh, they wouldn't even let me on. Um all right, uh, and by the way, Meg, like it's whichever one of you guys like jumps on first at the beginning. Oh. Like, there's no like it's 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 a fight for you guys to see who gets to go second. Or if you're really if you're really feeling but up for it, you can start the show. Whoa! Like, yeah, like if you're just like you know what, welcome to the animation. That's not the name of the podcast. Like, if you just want to you know intro the show, go for it. What's up, fandom? We are shockingly starting our Sonic episode right now. <laughs> Have I seen the movie yet? No. I'm going to make a bunch of educated guesses. What a power move. There you go. You know no. Sonic? He's a rat, right? He Well, he definitely was in the first iteration of the CG. I wish we could have seen that movie. We'll talk about that next week, guys. We Sonic talk. Uh, so for What's Up, fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Connor. And I'm Meg. Did we ever come up with things? No, you told us to, but I don't know exactly what you want. From uh, yeah, I don't just know just something, just something that you say, like at the end of the episode, where you're like, "Smell you later," or so I don't care what it is. Good. I will smell you later. That's just sad. Show